Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Brainwaves. Hear the world differently. Tune in to 3CR Community Radio Wednesdays at 5pm for Brainwaves, Melbourne's drive-time radio show. Giving voice to people with mental illness. One in five have a mental illness, but five in five can enjoy this great program featuring heartwarming stories, great information and some laughs as well. Find us at 3CR. 8.55 on your AM dial. Sponsored by Mental Illness Fellowship of Victoria. I'm struggling with my mental health. I'm concerned about my loved one and need support for myself. I need someone to speak to, but I don't want to burden my family and friends. The experience of mental illness can be emotional, challenging and isolating, but you don't have to go through it alone. Hello, Helpline. Helpline is an information support and referral service. Our trained volunteers all have a personal experience of mental illness and are here to listen, understand and help. Our service is free, confidential, and you can call us from Monday to Friday, 9am to 5pm. If you have a mental illness, know someone who does, or just need someone to speak to, call Helpline on 84864222. That's 84864222. My fellowship is a 3CR supporter. Welcome to Brainwaves on 3CR, 855 AM on the dial. Uh, My Fellowship has been supporting young people in collaboration with Headspace Collingwood to bring you a special series of the Brainwaves program. This series will focus on creating a platform for young people to engage and advocate about their experiences of mental health within the community. This week's informative program will explore the perspectives of two rad young women living with autism. It will explore how diagnosis, perceptions and stigma have shaped their lived experiences and mental health. It will also showcase the strength and resilience of young people in reclaiming identity and living outside diagnosis. Over to you, Mark. Lucy is 23 and has the lived experience of having Asperger's syndrome. This and people's perceptions have shaped her experiences and at times mental health. Lucy loves science and studies pharmacology, but also loves art and making things. So, Lucy, could you please just, for the people out there who don't know anything about Asperger's syndrome, could you just give a brief description of it? Well, it's a developmental disorder that affects the way you mature and your brain develops, and um, it's most known how it affects your social skills and how you relate to other people, but um, there are a lot of aspects of your identity that it can affect. Um, Okay. Yeah. I think so how has it affected you personally? Uh, well, I've found that it affects the way I, I perceive things, the way I think things through, the way I relate to the world and other people. It's made me very, it makes me pr- very sensitive. Like it's made me very sensitive to sights, sounds and all of that growing up, um, especially really. So. Okay. So you just touched on what it was like when you were growing up. Can we go back to the very beginning start? What was it like when you were just... Just, just at the moment when you started, when your parents decided to realise, you know, something not right? Well, they realised that um, there was just something not right in the way that I was behaving. Well, I guess not 
what they would expect me right. to behave as, like the way I was relating to the world and to other people. Um, I wasn't very aware of other people. Um, and I was very sensitive and I would get overwhelmed really easily by too much stimulation of any kind and I'd need a lot of time to wind down and de-stress. I'd, I'd notice sounds and things that other people wouldn't be bothered by and they would actually really bother me quite a bit and it was stressful in that regard as well. Okay, so your parents took you to a doctor or a psychologist? Yeah, they kept. my mum said she kept taking me to the doctor and they would say we don't they just weren't really sure what it was and they she she had trouble right. being believed actually oh she, really yeah she yes yeah, um she said she took me a few times and each time they'd just say she's just a bit different when really it was actually causing problems for her because she didn't know how to help me okay so when did that change who was the person who really um it was one of my teachers at primary school noticed that me and a boy who had actually been diagnosed with mm. an, an autism spectrum disorder. We got along really well. We, um, yeah, there was just too much in common for it to be coincidence, really. Nice. So, yeah, that, then um, I went through the diagnostic process, and that was in Queensland where the resources were pretty good in the oh, 90s right. even. So, oh, good. Yeah. So what was going through the process like? Um, it was... It's hard to remember all of it, to be honest. But, mm. yeah, there was a lot of emphasis on learning social skills and learning to take the fact that there are other people in the world and that you need to actually relate to them. Like It was learning to do that, basically, learning how to relate to other people. And, yeah, just, okay. yeah. Do you think that, that diagnosis has helped you? Uh, it's been quite mixed, actually. I'm overall happy that I have been diagnosed because... Help my parents understand me better and um, help me find ways to calm down and it helped me find better coping mechanisms. But um, I also find that um, it's been a bit of a mixed bag because I find that um, I... Sorry, just a bit of a mental blank. Um, mm. So could you talk a bit about... You talked about uh, before about the Queensland health system... Yeah. Could you talk about about the support you received over there and how what it was like? Um, well, that was that was really good. I had a teacher's aide over there, and um, right. that was really helpful. But then when I moved to Victoria, I couldn't get any help at all, really. Um, the, yeah, I I wasn't se quite severe enough to merit um, going to. I wasn't severe enough to go to a special school or anything. Mm. So I was just sort of on my own. Um, with all these children that didn't understand what was going on and right. they didn't particularly care. And, yeah, that was quite difficult. And What sort of effect did that have on you? Um, well, it wasn't really very helpful. It taught me to sort of mask things, I think. Well, and I, I also found that being diagnosed kind of taught me that as well. It taught me that whatever I was doing was incorrect, basically. So, yeah, that's what I was trying to say before about having a mixed experience with diag being diagnosed because um yeah it, it sort of taught me that um the whole point of social interactions it taught me that rather than a, um a social interaction being about enjoying yourself it was the whole point of it was to offend people as little as possible basically right it's sort of like you're trying to you're trying to fit yourself into this narrow band of what's considered yeah, normal so i just learned to mask my behavior pretty well and yeah it was quite difficult it's had a it's had an interesting effect on my identity growing up i think
So, so yeah. you, you were talking just a bit about uh, how it's affected you in some bad ways, maybe some unhelpful ways. Can you talk yeah. a bit about some of the helpful ways, some of the things it's really helped with? Well, it's been helpful in terms of um, basically being taught that you're wrong all your life and that your existence is kind of wrong is kind of helpful with being able to empathise with marginalised groups of people. I also find that um, it's my, the way I experience the world, I notice things that other people don't. Like I'll notice if something's beautiful more easily or I'll notice how things sound right. in a more positive way than a lot of other people. And I also find it's really been helpful for learning because um, I'm pretty good at forming abstract connections between things. So that's... Right helpful for learning and being creative so, and and yeah. studying pharmacology yeah it's like it's yeah finds you helpful ways of learning things i think right in my case okay so i think what makes this show interesting is that we don't just have two people with uh, autism spectrum disorders we have two women with autism spectrum disorders which is rare it's very rare well i i think yeah relatively because i think it's about only one in five people who've been diagnosed that are actually female so that's that's quite low (laughs) yeah um interesting that i find i found that um being a woman on the autism spectrum too has been interesting because um being a female you're already kind of taught that your existence is there for the purpose of pleasing other people. Mm-hmm. And I found that my experience being diagnosed was t- um, part in part to teach me not to offend other people. So I found right. that's been doubly oppressive, really. Right. Um, just, yeah. Those two stereotypes of this is what a woman's supposed to be and this is what a person with Asperger's yeah, supposed to be. Yeah, this is how to not offend other people ever. And it's really, right. it's been really hard to find, to figure out what I want. It's been, it's had a negative impact on my mental health in terms of anxiety and depression because I yeah it's made me really quite indecisive and it's been Mm. difficult to figure out what I want in a given situation could you just go a bit into a bit more detail with that like how did you walk me through that process of like there must have been a point in time before where you were very much like listening to these kinds of things like just taking in these kinds of thoughts and just not really thinking, oh, you know, maybe these things aren't right. You know, maybe I'm not supposed to just uh, please everyone. Well, it's been, um, I've been coming to terms with that lately. And then in the past year or two, I've realised how, yeah, how much I've gone out of my way in, in the past to not, you know, um, not offend other people and how much that bothers me. And I've been wondering why. And I realized it's related to being diagnosed with something and being told that you're different and incorrect, basically. Mm. Okay. So say, who would, what would you say to uh, someone on the, uh, someone with Asperger's uh, who might be listening right now, maybe a woman, maybe someone who Um, knows someone? Well, I would say that you have the right to define your own identity. Um, Even if you've been diagnosed with something, you can pick and choose what you want to take from that, really. Mm. And you should only only really take it in so far as it's helpful. Mm. Um, Yeah, you've got the right to exist and even the right to offend people sometimes. Like, yeah, you don't that's an inevitable part of just being a human is that you step on each other's toes and i think just coming to terms with that and learning to be comfortable with that um is really important if you've been taught that you're not allowed to do that 
right. sort of breaking out of that box that yeah. mental illness is in and becoming uh, a fully round, a rounded person. Yeah, being. someone that doesn't need to second guess everything they do, basically. That takes a lot of energy and it's not good for you, I think. Right. So how have you found our headspace with that regard, like in terms of supporting Oh, you? really, really helpful. Um, the counsellor I see, Alex, she's mm. just been... Oh, I, she's just been really supportive um yeah and because she's an occupational therapist as well really practical as well so right. that's been great and it, i've never felt judged going there I've yeah, I've yeah i've always felt that it's been a really useful service over the past few years well, thank you so much for talking with us anytime <laughs> this is buena vista social club chan chan you're on 3cr Smart promotion for brainwaves. Have you experienced psychosis? Are you over 18? We're looking at new approaches to mental health and would like your help. Smart is a research project looking at how electronic resources can support conversations between mental health consumers and workers. We are offering our services either face-to-face or over the internet. It's being led by Swinburne University in partnership with a range of clinical and community mental health services. If you're interested in getting involved, please call us on 9214-5304 and leave your contact details or email us at smartonline at swin.edu.au. Hey, welcome listeners back to Brainwaves on 3CR 855 AM on the dial. We have a special series of the Brainwaves program in collaboration with Headspace. We have Lucy, Mark and Melissa in the studio talking about their experiences living with autism. Over to you, Mark. Thank you, Kathy. Uh, Melissa is 24 and has the lived experience of an autism spectrum diagnosis. This has had positive and negative effects, but at times has influenced mental health. Melissa loves to travel, listen to music, and spend time with friends. So, Melissa, we've just heard from Lucy. Uh, She has Asperger's syndrome. Uh, Could you just give a a brief description of what it's like to have, um, I think you have high-functioning autism? Yes. Uh, What is that like, and how does it compare to Asperger's? Autism is... I have high-functioning autism, which means that... I don't really have it very severe. It's a bit different to... I don't know how to describe the difference very well, but it is... um, There is a few different characteristics that I'm pretty sure are different, but they are similar kind of thing. Okay, Okay, so how has living with autism affected you? Autism has affected me ever since I was younger to now as a young adult. I was diagnosed at the age of four and I couldn't speak very well until I was five years old. Mm. Um, and that I, was, was that about the time that you got a, a diagnosis? Yeah, when I was, I got a diagnosis in, in Perth because that's where I um, was from and I grew up. So, okay. All right. So what was it like growing up in Perth? Perth is a bit different to to Melbourne, obviously. It's a bit of a smaller city and um, less people, but... I meant in, like, in relation to your autism. Like. Oh. In, in relation to my autism, the services when I was younger were generally pretty good.
good. I went to a lot of the time I used to go to appointments every now and then at a children's hospital called Princess Margaret, which is a pretty famous hospital in Perth. Right. And um yeah, they would they would go check up on me and everything and hmm. yeah, they were generally pretty good. Okay. So what was it like at school then? School. Um school was was generally all right. I had a teacher's aide when I was at school and um, that helped very well. Um, mm. I had the one in primary school and then every now and then I had got some help with a teacher's aide when I was in high school. Kid, um, kids at school would bully me every now and then mm. but um, because they thought I was weird and I was different, I see things differently but, but I've, to this day I've gotten over it and everything because it was a long time ago and Kids can often be mean and immature at a young age and everything like that and just don't understand either that everybody's different. They're not... Everyone sees things differently, especially for a person like myself. Right. I think that's a common theme among people who have mental illness is that they... they there's that misperception of, like, why are you acting like this? It doesn't make sense. You are wrong. I'm right. You are abnormal. Yeah, and, very, very true. Uh, so, I mean, you talked about the bullying. Could you just go into a bit more detail about that and maybe talk about other instances of people treating you poorly or discriminating against you um, based on autism? Well, bullying was just pretty much just like... At school was like... Just sometimes I got called names like weirdo or like I... Or you got a mental problem and everything like that or just mm. like I do certain things that people just find weird. But... Right. In general, other things, other ways I've experienced discrimination, like a few years ago, my friends and I, we went out, um, we went out for New Year's Eve to go to a club for a, um, a UV paint party, and um, me and my friend already had a few drinks and everything like that. We weren't really drunk or anything. We were there for a while, just dancing and. Um, having fun and having fun and getting paint on ourselves <laughs> and because um, of the paint glue in the dark and everything like that we have to wear white nice. and um, yeah then after a while then suddenly we got tapped on the shoulder and we got like we got sent out and then um, even though we weren't that drunk there was more other people more drunker people there than ourselves right. but my so my friends tried to stand up with for me and just say that oh I have a disability and everything to the bouncer and the bouncer didn't seem seem to care and everything so then we went to the, the cops that were nearby because a few cops because it's new years right. and um they didn't seem to care either and i just felt that's very discriminatory and just basically like they just don't understand like i was just mm. if i go to a club or if i go to a music festival or a concert I don't have to drink much or drink anything and like it just looks like that I'm drunk even though I'm not I'm just enjoying myself and just I'm not causing okay. harm to anybody or causing violence or like you know disrupting anybody I'm just there to have a good time and just um just to, to be there enjoy the atmosphere yeah it sounds like people really just uh they don't understand what it's like for you uh in that situation no they they don't. They just see see it from what their own perspective. Their own perspective, or what they they believe is like what they believe what they they want to believe that oh I'm I'm drunk or I'm I'm 
inebriated or I'm on drugs or something, even though I'm not. I'm just right. there just enjoying myself in the moment. Okay. Do you think you could, like... Uh, so that's that's a bad example. Do you think we could make this positive and, and bring in some really good examples of people who did understand and who were yeah. patient? Sure. Um, I feel... I'm going to somewhere like Headspace and joining in like in joining in group activities. Everyone there is like very accepting and they un- and they they want to learn more about autism and I just feel very welcomed and same to when I go to most like say like music festivals and concerts there everyone there is just there to have a good time most you get some idiots but most people there are usually pretty good or and just I have a group of friends and family who respect and are op- respect me and are open and everything. It's just it's good to surround yourself with some good people who you can just support and understand understand that you're different and um, and they accept you for your difference and yeah. they, they think it's you know it's not a bad thing. It's a great thing. You yeah, know? it's a great thing. I mean, if everybody was the same, we'd be all fucking boring. Okay, so <laughs> what would you say to someone who? who was in a similar position to you? Um, my advice would be just to be yourself. And if if nobody can accept that, then they can just walk and just, as I said before, just surround yourself with good people and, and yeah. Okay. Thank you for talking with us, Melissa. Thank you. Thank you, Lucy, Mark and Melissa from Headspace for coming onto our show. Um, you can listen to podcasts of our show um, at brainwaves.org.au and iTunes. Send us feedback, thoughts, or just get in contact, especially if you have stories, suggestions, or topics you'd like to share. Email us at brainwaves at myfellowship.org. Post the brainwaves at 3CR, PO Box 1277, Collingwood, Victoria 3066. Thanks for listening and be sure to tune in to 3CR next Wednesday at 5pm for another episode of Brainwave. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.